Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. All right, this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jombo Superfoods. You can go over to jombocbd.com and check out all of their amazing CBD products. They have muscle balms and lip balms and they have sprays and they have a ghee and they have drops they also have pet drops which um are pretty rad because pets need cbd too and uh again you've heard me say it before but i'll say it again you know one of my favorite uh products is the muscle balm but i do also love the lip balm i use it all the time it feels so good it feels so good when it hits your lips but yeah man they use all high quality ingredients Everything is third-party uh, laboratory and tested, which is of the utmost importance. Um, you know, sourcing is 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 vital. It's key. It's it's by far one of the most important uh, aspects when choosing. You know what what you are using and what you're choosing to put in your body and on your body. So, you know, they're they're doing everything right, man. They're using all high-quality ingredients, and uh, you know these guys are amazing. So. You can go check out their full line of products. Go to jombocbd.com. Use the code OUTSIDE at checkout. You will save 20% off of your entire order. I know a number of my listeners are in California, so for you folks, you can actually go to your local dispensary and check out some of their more fun products, their THC products. Um, If they aren't carrying them in your local dispensary, then you can ask for them and have them get them in there. Um, But for the rest of us, again, jombocbd.com use the code at checkout outside it will save you 20 percent off of your entire order that's that kind of sounded weird the way i said that so use the code outside at checkout and you will save 20 percent off your entire order um all righty then uh, this episode is also brought to you by imposedwill.com or just imposed will brought to you by imposed will you can go to imposedwill.com check out the line we just launched of apparel also get on the mailing list so you can stay in the know on all that's happening and we can stay connected we are building a community i know there's a bunch of rad ass people out there who are creating the life that they want to live and they are imposing their will every day and we are we are going to connect and build this thing and lead the fucking way so go over to imposedwill.com and get connected with us all right my guest today is one of the nicest guys you will ever meet his name is josh mckinney josh is a jujitsu black belt under kyle watson he's been on the scene for a while he started at a very young age started at 14 and he's just you know he's a killer athlete in the sense of well he works really hard he said it a few different times it wasn't natural but he's worked his ass off really hard he competes he has a school he teaches jujitsu and um, he does some other things, but I just really wanted to talk to him because I've seen him around for a while, and um, I've just always kind of been interested in his story. So, man, super nice guy. We had a great conversation, and uh, you guys are going to enjoy it for sure. So here we go. Josh McKinney, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Josh McKinney. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, what the fuck? I messed up. Oh, okay. There we go. 
I don't know what I did. I messed it up. I broke it. Uh, I was messing with it actually earlier when you weren't looking. I was unplugging stuff. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Dude, this is not necessarily the most relevant thing, but it's all like rainy and kind of super like mellow today, but it's been like so beautiful the past couple of days. I know. I woke up this morning and it was warm enough to wear a t-shirt, and so that's what I wore today, and it's not warm enough to wear a t-shirt when it's raining. So Yeah, dude, I'm not I'm not digging it. I'm not digging it. It makes me feel lazy. Um, but I always just do my best every day to be as productive as possible. Um, it's harder when it's raining though. Yeah. Yeah, man. Especially like if you don't have like a typical like nine to five where you have to like get up every day and like go into an office. That's true. That's one of the hardest parts about if you own your own business or are building your own business is like, it's really hard to say like, well, you know, I could get away with not doing anything today. Everything, nothing's going to burn down. Everything will be good. Yeah. You know, that's, I always find that really hard, like to, to find that motivation to say, well, I know this has to be done. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's where you're at, right? I mean, is, so jujitsu is like, you own, like, that's your life right now, right? That, that is pretty much my life. I mean, like, like coaching and you're running a school and financially it's my life. I like, I do other stuff other than jujitsu, but, um, you know, like that's kind of what I, I have two schools now. We just, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. We just opened a second school in Jerseyville, Illinois. Okay. Um, one of my guys, saw that, yeah. yeah. So like I've been, I've, I've had my own school for uh, a little over three years. And, and, where, and where is that? At? Is that in Alton? Um, no, I'm in pontoon beach, Illinois. Pontoon beach. Yes. Okay. So people sometimes get confused because, um, me and Adam Marburger, you know, always been buddies and we started the head knot squad, the t-shirt company together. Right. And then, um, during that time, while that was still going, we, uh, I opened my own gym. Right. And we named it Head Not HQ. Okay. Yeah. And so, yo, like really didn't have any affiliation. It was just, we didn't have a name. Oh. And so we were, <laughs> we literally went like a month without having a name. And do you know, you know, Chad Hawkins? Yes. Yeah. So, um, Chad had come over one day and he's like, well, you know, why isn't this gym called Head Not Squad? And so that was what we were going to call it. And then it turned into Head Not HQ. And that okay. was just kind of, um, that kind of stuck, but that's in pontoon beach. Um, okay. Adam's school is in Alton. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He explained that to me some too. So yeah. 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 And you just, so, I mean, that's awesome. You just opened up the second one in Jerseyville, right? So yes, we opened, we literally started classes last Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So man, it's such a, um, it's such a grind opening the school, but I feel like if you do it the right way, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It, it is, and like something that was really cool about being in that small of a town, because I think there's 14,000 people in the town. It's a pretty small town, and it's very much like um, by itself. It's not like pressed up against other cities and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's very much there is farms around it, you know? Yeah. And uh, one thing that was really cool was how welcoming the whole community was. Yeah. Like we went into the school district, um, like the school district office or whatever, and said, hey, you know, we wanted to put up this flyer. And the lady looked at it and she goes, oh, well, we have a lot of rules about putting up flyers. Uh, you know, y- your, your phone number's not even on it. How would they contact you? So they had us put our phone number on. And she goes, well, if you print 1,700 of them, we'll give them to every kid really? in, your, in the school. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was, yeah, it was just like, oh, man. You want to talk about like direct marketing. Yeah. Like, that's it right there. And, and so like just, just the welcoming like of that community was really cool. Yeah, man. And and that's something that you would actually hope for, right? Because yeah. of like, I mean, jujitsu has given me so much. I'm sure it's given you a lot mm-hmm. as well, right? So 
to be able to actually share that with with the community like that's that's got to be good yeah man it, it really is and it's it's something that you can go in and say well hey i know you know I, it's a business i'm hoping to make money off of this oh yeah but i know i am offering something that truly can help people. Yeah, yeah, and and there's nothing wrong with making money, right? Yeah. I mean, the more money you make at the end of the day, the more good you can do, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's not like, I mean, money really does just kind of reveal who you are. That's so true. Yeah. You know, for me, it's the more I can eat, but yeah. I mean, that works, that works yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my, uh, like, my measurements of, like, my own personal success. I just want to be able to go to any restaurant and, like, not, <laughs> not, it doesn't matter what the cost is, like, just... I want that. Me and my best friend since like eighth grade have always talked about that. I remember like sitting like on the swing set at school and being like, yeah, man, one day we're going to be old enough and we're going to go, we're going to have ribeyes for dinner every night. Oh, you know? that'd yeah. Be, that'd be amazing. I know, right? That's the way to go. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, you know. $15 a pound. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, that's not very feasible. <laughs> oh man. That's funny, dude. Um, so I want to I want to go back to like what was your beginning for jujitsu like what got you into that? Um. So, well, first I actually you know I've listened to your show. I really really do enjoy it. Oh, um, too. Yeah, not a uh, not like cliche, but I really do. I really enjoy it because you know you've had a lot of my friends on, and so um, a lot of people I know. And I so one thing I notice is most of the time when you ask that question to guys that do jujitsu, they all have the same thing. It's, well, I wanted to be an MMA fighter. I wanted to do martial arts and, yeah. you know, kind of discover jujitsu. My story is nothing like that. Well, let's, let's, so let's go through it, man. I, uh, when I was six or seven, my dad said, like, uh, you know, it, you know, found the UFC. He really enjoyed it. And we would do some, like, self-defense type stuff in our garage. I didn't really, I didn't dislike it, but it, I didn't, you know, it was just like anything else for me. It was just something we did on Tuesdays, right? Okay. And um, my dad actually trained at Voggies for about a year during that time. Okay. Yeah. And and he just kind of fell away with it and, um, you know, it wasn't, um, just wasn't a big deal or anything. And, uh, you know, went to about like 13 or 14 in my, uh, um, I was overweight. Okay. My mom basically said like hey and we had tried sports and stuff they always were trying to get me into sports i always hated them what kind of you kid know? were you what, like, what, what did you like to i do? like to play video games i oh, like okay. to play video games watch tv and i was very very antisocial. really i did not want to hang out with people like i oh, just not guess that about you you're I, so friendly i know i get that a lot <laughs> and, and it's just like i was like as a kid i was just very very like you know respectful chill like not not really into to too much stuff, to be honest. I just, uh, you know, I just en enjoyed kind of hang. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to you. Yeah. Just enjoyed kind of like, uh, you know, hanging out. That was pretty much uh, all I did. And uh, um, I got to, like I said, like 13, really, um, my mom was really pushing. Like she was the one, and my dad was too, but more my mom. She was really pushing, like you need to do something. We got to find something. Yeah. So and you didn't have a lot of friends? You just like no. by yourself, playing video games? And I went to, actually went to a really, really small private school, like 25 people small. Okay. And so I didn't really have a ton of friends outside of school either. Okay. Um, like I said, I referenced my best friend that we've been best friends like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much was just, my only friend. Just the, so you've always had like a, were you always like a very like small, like tight yes, circle? Very. That's how I've always been too. I've, mm -hmm. always, I've always had like one or two really good friends. Like I've usually like known a lot of people at the school that I was in, but I only had like a couple real I, friends. I was, I've always been the same way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like for that, like I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't, and I, uh, yeah. What games did you like to play? 
Um, I loved to play like Tekken. Tekken was really oh, fun. Tekken was my jam. Who's yeah. your character? Um, I always played with Jin Kazama. I always had to be the the good guy. Okay. Yeah, I was not. I was not very adventurous in my character choices. I like King and Law. Like, see, that was cool. That was cool because you knew that like those guys were. You know, like which one was uh, was Law was based like kind of on like Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, and so that was always really cool. Yeah, he was a bad dude, man. He was. He always did like that backflip, like uh, wheel kick thing or yeah. whatever. And I always liked. Um, who was the? Who was? He looked kind of like Jin, but he was the bad guy. He was um Was he like robotic? No, no, no. He was the he was the old guy's son. What is uh man, I haven't played Tekken in so long. Oh, um but he had like a spin kick that you could just do over, over and, and over again. Yeah. yeah and that was about. so hard to play against. So Yeah. Yeah. Winning yeah. was also important too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. That probably still carries over today. Like yeah. you're a competitive dude, right? I mean in jujitsu anyway. Um I, I don't feel like I'm overly not like um, overly competitive, but I mean you compete because you want to win. I I do. Right. I compete because uh, you know I compete because I enjoy it, man. Yeah. Like uh, I enjoy it even when I lose, though. Like I want to win. It's I want not the to, most important thing by any means. Yeah. I I mean I want to you know injure everybody I go with, but you know like I you know that really for me it's you know I just have fun with it. Yeah. Um. I just really enjoy it. Yeah. But but anyway, I'm so you're 13. Yeah. So I'm 13, 14, and and um, the Hit Squad opened up. Okay. And uh, what year was that? That would have been 2008. Okay. Um. So yeah, the Hit Squad opens up, and my uh, my mom was like, "Hey, you know, you guys watch the UFC. You know, someone just told me that Matt Hughes opened up a gym in Granite City. We lived in Madison, which is right next to Granite City. Uh, the Hit Squad is probably five minutes from my house. Okay. And um, so we decided to go in. We uh drove up and I was just, you know, my, my dad, um, he, he didn't really have any plan of doing it. It was just, you know, going to be me. And I really didn't want to do it, but I wasn't super like, I didn't give a lot of like, um, I wasn't resisting it either. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like, I'll, okay, just I'll going for the ride. Yeah. I was just, and that's just kind of how I always was. I was You're like, that uh, kid. So yeah. I, I, I've been teaching kids jujitsu for two years now. And <laughs> I know that kid. Yes. And I was that kid. And <laughs> like, I'm was, here, man. And I was like, I was just like, yeah, I'm there because my mom makes me, you know, like that was what I, my thought process was. Yeah. I go in, um, they only had adult classes. They didn't have kid classes and, um, Kyle and I was, I was, even though I was overweight, I was still kind of small for my age too. Yeah. And, um, you know, like Kyle, uh, met us, you know, when we first Watson, you know, yeah, who, Kyle Watson. Yeah. And yep. so, um, cause that's what brought him to St. Louis. Yes. He, he was the, the jujitsu coach there. We, we talked to him for a second, like, Hey, do you think it's okay that, you know, I try class cause I'm a little smaller, you know, and he's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, within you're 13, right? Yeah, I was 14, 14. So okay. within the first 10 minutes of class, I was like, I'm going to do this forever. Oh you yeah. Know, like, and it was, it was literally like, uh, you know, you don't see, you don't find that a lot, right. You know, you oh, don't yeah. find that with things like people say, you know, I looked across the room and I saw her and oh, I yeah. said, that's going to be my wife. You knew it. You know, yeah. It, that was what it was. It's like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this forever now. You know? And I, you know, I had thought that I was going to do one night a week. And as soon as I walked back to, they had, you know, like the whole, uh, matted area is a cage. I walked over to my dad who was watching, and I was like, I want to do this all the time. And he goes, I want to do it too. <laughs> and so um, he and I uh, both signed up. He actually had a hernia at the time. And so he had signed up without even being able to train. Oh, yeah. And he so, just knew. Um, yeah, so he got the surgery, and, uh, you know, we both have been training together ever since. 
Wow. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, and you both are black belts now. Yes, he got his like six months before me. Okay. Uh huh. So he was, yeah, he, like I said, he was a little bit ahead of me when he um, started because he did train for about a year before. Yeah, and that helps. Yeah. Yeah, have and that body awareness and. For, for sure, for sure. And I wasn't like, you know, even though I loved it, I had a lot of fun, I wasn't like naturally gifted with it. I wasn't like the guy that was like, oh man, yeah. this kid's something special. He just <laughs> absorbs so much. Prodigy. I was just, yeah, I was just always there. Yeah, you just know, put in the work. Yeah, and that was that was what it was. It was just yeah, that was uh, you know, like I said, I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny, man, because some people never find that thing for themselves, and then also, like, how many times can you really like think back and and we all have these moments where you can kind of pinpoint a certain like decision that you made that really changed the rest of your life. And for me, I always talk about like, it was wrestling for me. Like that was my first like introduction to, to grappling, if you will, because I did that in high school Mm -hmm. and um, I knew like that, that actually set me down the whole path of like going into fighting, which uh, led me to pursue jujitsu, which like, which I'll say I, I'm going to do jujitsu until I die. So it was like, that was a very like pivotal decision in my life. Did you, um did when did you start wrestling uh in freshman year oh really yeah and it was just because um a buddy was going out for it and he convinced me because he he wanted to have like some one of his friends come right so he's like dude it'll help you get better for football and i was like ah yeah it probably will make me like quicker because like you have to like explode off a whistle Uh so like i reasoned it that way yeah and then it was one of those things like as soon as i started i'm like oh i love this like this is it i was way better at wrestling than i was football oh really (laughs) yeah really yeah, it was it was uh, definitely like the catalyst for the rest of everything. Do you still wrestle? Like, do you still ju- pure wrestling? Do you still wrestle at all? No, not really. Not like I should. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, it was one of those things. Maybe it's just because I don't know. Maybe like laziness. Like once I got into MMA, um, I always re- like we did a lot of wrestling. So there was some days where it was just straight wrestling or we'd have just like moments of practice where it was just straight wrestling. But it was like always my base. So I was always a little bit more focused on getting better at those other things. So I, I try to keep it at like a certain level of proficiency, but I was always kind of focused on the other things. That that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then I just I just fell in love with jujitsu. So like post fighting, it's just like I just rather just do jujitsu because there's just more to that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like um wrestling there's a certain beauty in it but there's just so many like layers to jujitsu man there, there is and wrestling can be hard on your body too man. oh yeah it's you a lot know, of banging in jujitsu you can be lazy and you know yeah. still beat you know everybody else you that's know true. But like uh, it is so true you, you, know, f- you flow roll like there's a lot you, of ways to train yeah and so that's that's something i i do love about jujitsu it's just yeah dude yeah 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 so um what were so like when when did you first like compete like, when did you get into the competing So, thing? I competed about four months into training, okay? And, again, I can't stress this enough. I was not a natural, okay? <laughs> I just wasn't. And, and, and it wasn't because it wasn't like a laugh, lack of athletic ability. It was a lack of ever having done anything. Yeah. And so, I had a, so much trouble with intensity. Okay. I just, just not who I was. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt anybody, You're you know? Chill. Yeah. And so, um, I went out for my first competition and it really did get me focused you know um kyle actually uh had a super fight in ohio and he's like hey if you anybody wants to compete yo you guys should try and was so it like an arnold's or something um it was um the ohio grappling challenge it's still okay. a tournament i think it's called the american grappling challenge now oh, okay yeah. um and he had said like hey you know you should uh you know you, you guys should do it and so we 
I was, I got ready and I was going to do it. And so, um, you know, really got me focused. I dieted for it. Um, I made, I think I weighed 129 for it. Okay. So, you know, like back then, you know, with jujitsu, the 10 years ago, 11 years ago, you had to drive eight hours to compete, you know, and you drive eight hours to compete and you're not going to fight people that are in your weight class. That's no, just, it's just like close enough. That's just how it goes. I literally, I'm 14. I fight a kid that's 17 that has amateur MMA fights in ways like 165. Oh, you know, wow. He's, yeah, so he's like 35 pounds. We go out. He puts me in an arm bar really quick. I get out, and we fight for a little bit. I ended up losing by an arm bar, but that fight totally changed it for me. Yeah. It was like it was the, my next match. I, I got to fight for third, and um, I was like, oh, I'm going to go fight now. I get it now. I, you know, Everything yeah. clicked like – you know, obviously, you know, like, it's not like, oh, this guy's trying to kill me, but he is, you know. And in a so, way, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's what we're simulating. Exactly. So what was going through your head in that first match? Like, what was the progression for you? Like, do you I, remember it? I do. I remember <laughs> getting out because they, you know, like they always do with kids' divisions, that was like one of the first things. Kyle's um, super fight is going on, and I hear my name. Okay. And I'm like looking around like, what, what, what is, you know, I walk over. And then all of a sudden, I'm on the mat, and this kid, I'm like, there's no way I'm fighting this kid that, you know, is a Bigger foot taller older. than me and has a beard. You know, there's no <laughs> way. And uh, I end up, you know, like, okay, this is who I, I guess this is it. And I remember thinking in, like, my third, I, I was in a bunch of arm bars in it, and I ended up getting out of a lot of them. And I remember thinking, like, this is so much fun. Yeah. Like, I am just having, I am having so much fun right now, like, even though, like, Nothing good was happening for mm. me. I was just having a good time. Like the first time you've ever been like um, in like a sort of like uh, that that type of like challenge. I feel like I feel like yeah, I, it was. I mean, because it's a lot of adversity. It is, and it's and it's um, you are you know, it's just you and somebody else. Like I played, I played like park league basketball when I was a kid. That was one of like the only other sports that I actually committed to playing. I actually, I had I had some fun playing that. Um, but I was just so much smaller than all the other kids. It was yeah. really hard for me. So, you know, in playing on a team, you know, if you didn't feel comfortable taking a shot, you could just pass the ball to somebody. Yeah, it's easy to hide in the crowd, right? It is. Yeah, um, you're yeah. very exposed whenever you're – like it's just you and another person out there in the middle of the mat. Like it can feel very vulnerable. It, it, it really can. And it's, um, you know, and like it, it can be really intimidating or it can just be like, you know, um, you can crave that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and, like, there's a lot of controlled chaos in a very small space there, and if you've never been in competition, like, it can get very chaotic, and, like, your emotions can fly very high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's, like, for me now, you know, that was some, that was the hardest thing that I dealt with competing in jiu-jitsu was, um, it was so hard for me to understand, like, okay, this guy likes to listen to heavy metal before he competes. He <laughs> likes to go, so that's what I should try to do. Okay, no, no, that didn't work. This guy does this. And so I had to find what worked for me. Yeah, trying to find and, yourself. Yeah, and so, like, uh, you know, just what I listen to, what I think, and, um, you know, having a, a really good routine before I before I go and yeah. uh, compete. What, what's that routine look like? Mine is, like, I actually, my routine probably starts, like, two weeks before a tournament. Okay. Like, um, mindset-wise. Uh you know, I don't, I don't overly focus on like training camp because I try to be really consistent with training. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and with, um, you know, and with what my weight's at and stuff too. 
Um, I, I generally don't like to cut weight or anything like that. I like to just, yeah, I don't like to cut weight if I'm not getting paid. Yeah. I, even, even if I was getting paid, I don't want to cut weight, man. Yeah, I just hate for, doing it. Yeah. And, uh, it's just not something. And I'd like, cause then a lot of times for me, you know, the times that I would do it to compete, I would cut weight and that would be my focus and I would yeah. make weight and I would be like, finally I made weight and like, Oh wait, I have to. I have to go compete. Yeah. You know? And so that was always hard. And then like, you know, I compete at IBJJF a lot and you weigh in and then walk on the mat for your first right. match. Yeah. So I would never cut weight in that sense. So I'm leaving um, next week. I'm going down to Austin for um, the On It Open. Yeah. And um, the the weight class, like the max is like 185. So I normally walk around probably about like 92. Yeah. So like all I've done is just like cleaned up my diet. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got really heavy there for a second, so I needed to do it anyway. But like I, so I just like, I mean, I lost like seven pounds of fat. So it's like I'm technically cutting, I guess. But yeah. it's just like all I'm doing is just like cleaning up my diet, which I should be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just walking at a healthier weight. Yeah, I think, I think that's huge, man. I think yeah. just being able to, uh, you know, because you can train more when you're, you know, when you're at a healthier weight. Yeah, yeah, just your output's there, and it's just you're healthier. So, I mean, it's not, like, a bad thing. But those people who, like, I've seen people, like, actually cut for jujitsu. I'm like, why are you doing that? I I totally agree, man. Yeah, like, they're sucking themselves in. They're starving themselves, dehydration. It's like, I don't understand. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally, I totally agree. I'm I'm pretty anti, even with my guys, is, like, um, you know, they compete, you know, locally, too, even. uh, Like, dude, don't. Just compete at what you weigh at. If you if you lose because of five pounds, you, you probably would have lost if you made one forty nine. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I think that that I think that can usually be really big with jujitsu. Yeah. What weight do you typically compete at? What do you walk so around? So I have pretty much the last like three or four years I compete at one eighty one in the gi. Okay. Um, the last two times um, that I've competed, I've done one ninety four and a half. That's because the the weight class are pretty big. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so I've been doing the the uh, medium heavyweight, and I I really like how I feel like I can train more a little heavier yeah. um, at that weight. I feel like uh, when I well, the last time and you know like it just I, you know I just turned twenty five. I think you do kind of put on a little more muscle at, at that age, but uh, um, at least from what I hear from people and stuff, and I think that's just kind of happened. It's made it really hard for me. Um, I could still definitely do. 181 um but i just don't know if i could train as hard and as often as i do and and walk around it that way yeah i mean it helps to listen to your body and kind of i mean as you're growing right i mean your body's developing and yeah most most guys like hit a a growth spurt right so i mean Mm -hmm. you put on more muscle and you start kind of coming into like your grown man strength yes for sure yeah so and you'll still even i don't think Really, guys, we don't really hit our physical prime until like late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. You even see that you see that a lot, in like the UFC. Mm-hmm. That's what I've uh, that's what I've always read, and I've always uh, you know thought thought about, and um, you know, kind of thought about like how do I plan out um, competing? You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know, because it's hard to compete and put all your focus, especially at, like black belt adult. It's hard to complete compete at black belt adult and run a school you know and run yeah. businesses right and so it's uh yes you really have to be smart about your focus so i kind of been you know um, battling back and forth with okay do i right now at 25 knowing that my athletic prime is probably a few years from now really put into competing really hard at this point or do i wait a couple of years where i really can build my business and automate my business a lot to you know really start hitting at it 
Yeah, I mean, at that age. yeah, because those are both good thoughts, right? Because if you really build the business that can actually like free up the time and the mental space to really mm -hmm. focus on and, and like, pay for travel and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you're not really missing anything. But on that same, t on that same, I mean, because you're still going to be competing and mm -hmm. still stuff yeah. along the way. But on that same note, it's like, all right, well, if I give everything into the competition, it's like jujitsu is really at this place to where you can really make a living off of jujitsu on the competing, like mm -hmm. on the competition yes, circuit, definitely sponsorships and and uh, just with social, like you have a good reach too on social so like it uh like you could totally build like a living with that alone yeah i know i know so it, it, it is it's it's and i don't i don't know and i think like like with jujitsu that there's no right or wrong answer yeah there's no right or wrong answer you know what i mean and i could i get overwhelmed with opportunity exactly and that's you know and uh you know it's a funny thing to complain about like man i have two really cool ways that i could i could i could really direct my life you know and uh yeah you know like so i think it's you know, it's exciting to have that. I think. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. So, all right, I kind of took you off a little off track. Um, you know, you, you start preparing mentally two okay, weeks out. Okay, so, yeah, so two weeks out, the big things that I really try to focus on yeah. is staying positive with everything. Yeah, positivity um, is so key. And, uh, and so I found that, like, you know, uh, you try, I try my best to avoid people that are just naturally negative. Yeah, um, I cut those people out of my life. Um, and so, you know, you try your best to avoid those, especially when it's directly related to jujitsu. Okay? Yeah. Do you experience uh, that often? Or? Sometimes you just and I and I feel like I'm pretty positive, like over the top. So any little bit, and I notice it, yeah. and I'm like, you know, like, like, oh man, you know, my, <laughs> you know, my rash guard bled into my gi. Dang it! I'm like, hey man, I don't need that negativity. Stay away from me. <laughs> you know, your gi looks cool. It's all red now. You know, but um, I think I think for me, it just like really try to do that, and then like I also never feed into it, in, dur especially during that time. During those two weeks, I'm really conscious of if somebody says something negative, I don't respond at all. You know, I just I'm not going to be part of that conversation. I will not respond to that. Um, and then. Um, I, also, the music that I listen to. Yeah. I, I really try to not listen to anything heavy, like anything heavy. I really try to just focus on that. Um, and I also try to not focus on my business at that point. Um, not Obviously, I'm still teaching my classes. I'm still focused on my students. But when it comes to like building my business and my advertising and things – I kind of just do everything that's automated, you know, that just, I just let everything kind of, yeah. um, kind of fall into place with that. And then as I get there, I really focus on eating a good meal the night before and getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that night before is huge. So like, if it comes to travel, I always try to take the direct flight so I can get in early, I can eat and I can relax and sleep. Yeah. Sleep is crucial. Yes. And so like, you know, I, I try to, you know, I have a, you know, like night, nightly ritual and i try to keep it for you know even when i'm off traveling competing yeah what's the ritual um so every night i will just do i'll take i'll do like chamomile tea okay. i love i love chamomile and i i can't say it's always chamomile i also do i really like um there's this ginger turmeric tea uh, from trader joe's okay and uh turmeric's supposed to be really good for uh inflammation yep anti-inflammatory and so i really um that it, it's not as it's not as enjoyable because I don't put anything in it. I just do the tea. Yeah. Um, the ginger turmeric can be pretty like spicy almost. If it can. And yeah. so, and I, I really like it though, but I do some type of like tea. Um, sometimes we'll just do like lemon water or something like that, like hot lemon water or something like that, but just something like that. Something to relax um, you. Melatonin and I take a shower. 
Okay. okay. And so even if it's just a really quick shower, and I like to do like the cold shower thing before bed. Okay. Um, I uh, I can't say I do that every time because sometimes I'm just like so like beat up after training and I just like my mind just says ah screw it we're just gonna take a hot shower it's nice and relaxing I like to do the cold showers in the morning yeah and see I, I do too but uh that night man at night it it That's, knocks yeah. me out. If I know I'm going to have trouble sleeping or if I'm having trouble sleeping, I will get back up and take a cold yeah. shower. Well, that makes sense because like our body, like our, our core temperature kind of falls like mm-hmm. when we sleep. So that will actually help it. Yeah. And it puts you in that place. Yeah. yeah. And so that's my, that's pretty much, um, my nightly routine. Yeah. Um, my wife and I actually always pray together before we go to sleep. Okay. And so, um, if I'm out of town, I'll always call her, we'll pray and then, you know, go to bed and, you know, wake up refreshed in the morning yeah always 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 drink my black coffee in the morning that is my first first thing not water first thing not water just oh man first it is a crawl to to the stove to i I do pour over coffee and uh Mm -hmm. you know and like that that's one of my favorite things yep so drink my coffee um i read in the morning and then uh you know and i keep that all the same just like for when i'm competing just because uh like i said i don't like to be out of my routine Go in to compete. I try to again listen to. I actually always listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack before yeah. I compete. That's okay. my favorite uh, favorite one. I just have a, a really simple warm up. I I jog, push up, squats, um, and then just do some movements. I like it if I have like a training partner or something there because I can just like warm up my grips on their gi. Um, that that's always really nice just to grab like lapels, grab sleeves. Just because sometimes when you don't do that, you get that first grip broken and it like. It, oh, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Sore. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it hurts. Uh, kind of rubs your knuckles. Do you like to do pocket grip? Um, yes, I do. Yeah. And so, and that like, yeah, and that, mine are so callous. They're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're fine. <laughs> you know, they're not going to run into that. But, uh, you know, like, and then, you know, go out when I compete, you know, I don't do any kind of weird, like you always see people do like touching the mat or like, you know, like just a certain thing. I just don't, I don't have any routine like that. I try to walk out as normal as I can Yeah. and slap hands and go. Okay. I can dig it. Do you do any visualization? I'm not super big on visualization because it gives me anxiety. Oh yeah. Um, I just noticed that and, and, um, like I visualize positions, but like I hear people that like, like to visualize their entire match. Yeah. And I've done that with fights in that. Like the reason it gives me anxiety is because there's so many variables. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my whole entire visualization may be me getting a takedown. Okay. And so I'm up to, and so now I need to play a game this way. And that's my visualization. And the guy pulls guard and yeah. I'm like, Oh no, this is not what we've planned for. <laughs> you know? And so, and so like, I like to just, man, I love to just go out and flow when I compete. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you always tr- should have a game plan. I think, but so a lot of times my game plan just goes out the window and I like, okay, I'm just going to do me. Yeah, all right? it often goes out the window. I like to pull guard, actually. I don't know why. It's not taught. Like- I, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I've, uh, um, and I, am, I don't like to pull guard because I don't like stand up. I like to pull guard because my guard's better than my top game. That's how I feel. I feel like I feel so dangerous from my guard and I feel mm-hmm. like it's actually pretty tough to pass my guard. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'd rather just pull guard. And it's almost just like wasted energy to try to get that takedown. It, it well and then you so say you pull guard like 
I can immediately finish from guard. Yeah. If you if I take you down to guard, like I have to now open your guard, pass, and yeah, you know, before I can start to finish. Yeah, I've gotten stuck in someone's guard before, and it's like the whole match is just me trying to break their guard. I've I've trust me, I've dealt with that I'm quite like, a few times. What is times. this nonsense? And it's yeah, and it's it's boring, and it's like man, I I don't, and then you never know how like especially if it's gonna go to a ref's decision, how the ref is going to judge that. Like yeah, it can be really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. What's your diet like? I know you say you like to eat everything, but I am an intermittent faster. Are you? Yes. So that's like um, you know, I'm right now. I am. Uh, what time is it? Is it like it's uh two thirty or almost three? It's okay, three o'clock. Three o'clock. I think I am probably like twenty eight hours on a thirty two hour fast. Nice. Okay, so I really like fasting. Funny thing about fasting is it's kind of like being a vegan, CrossFit, or not watching Game of Thrones. You <laughs> have to tell everybody about it. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, here's me telling you about fasting. So yeah. um, I have done fasting since uh. 2011 i did pain amps um and uh competing in it and that was just like we experimented with the diet my dad's always done uh, always been a personal trainer okay so we've always experimented with diets and um so that was one that we started experimenting with and it was just the one that stuck and uh so for me i really you know that is i really enjoy it because i can eat at night and i can go to bed full yeah that's like that's so you only eat one meal a day uh, generally, yeah. Okay. Um. So on Tuesdays, my wife and I will completely take off our diets because we're both off on Tuesdays. Okay. Um. And we so like then it's just open season. But generally, I only I may eat twice, but usually I still only eat once that day too. Yeah. So just in the habit of it so much. So is it just like a really big meal? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It is like because uh, people think like, oh man, there's no way I could eat enough in that one meal. You surely like, can. I can eat enough in that one meal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. I usually eat twice a day, but I usually have my first meal at noon. Okay. But um, yeah, there are tons of benefits to fasting, mm-hmm. and this it's just for the simple fact, like if you if somebody doesn't even fast every day, but just to you know, like quarterly, like give your digestion system a break. I agree. Like man. I can feel it. Like you, you can feel full. Like you can feel this. Like, oh man, like my, like you're holding on to all this food. Like in, mm-hmm. like in your intestines, it's like, oh, it doesn't feel good. Right now, I can, like, uh, you know, at at like 28, I can really feel like I'm hungry. I would love to eat right now. I actually stopped at the gas station. Uh, I needed gas. Walked in, used the bathroom, and I walked by the donuts, and I was like, I could just eat like twelve of those. That would be awesome, <laughs> you know. And uh, like, you know, I could definitely eat, but I really feel good. So like, I'll go all the way till tonight. I'll have class at six, and um, I'll teach, and then I'll roll with everybody. And it will, you know, I, that's what like one of the best nights of rolling that I ever get is that, like, in that thirty hour range of really, yeah. I, I just feel really good, just like. Um, almost feel really focused when I when I roll. You ever get those moments to where, and I can only assume it's like because there's probably some fluctuation of blood glucose or something, but um, you're like stand up and get a little lightheaded because you, know, um, you haven't I, eaten in like a day or so? I don't notice that as much. I get like the one thing that I notice, and I actually can feel it right now, is that my muscles literally feel hungry. Yeah. Like um, I notice, yeah, I notice yeah. like my biceps and my quads, like like the bigger muscles. Like, like it's more labored to walk. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh man, you know, it would be really nice to, you know, have a candy bar right now. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's a certain like level of discipline there that really like strengthens the mind. I think that's you know, I think that's huge. And I think that like you know, we've done like forty eight hour fasts and stuff, like and you I really only do them because to see if I can. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I've only gone 72 hours. Maybe just over 72 hours is my longest uh-huh. one. And, yeah, and so you do those in, like, um, uh, I, have a, I have a guy that once a year um, that I train, I do personal training, and he's older. Um, he does, like, a 30-day fast. Really? Yeah. And he literally does it every – I forget what month it is. Maybe – Man, Does he go might, somewhere to do that? Like, is it like medically? He, he works during that time and like thirty days. Thirty days. How is that possible? And so maybe it's twenty-eight. Maybe he does it during February. Either way. Uh, but yeah, either way, those two days really are. You that's, know what I mean? That's a long time. And um, yeah, and he he does it every year. Wow. And uh, just that one time. Yep, just that one time, and mm. that's the only time he fasts. But uh, yeah, um, wow. you know, I don't train him very hard during that. No. During that period. Definitely not, dude. Oh, so you're also a trainer, huh? Yeah, so um, I started, like, personal training was my only source of income. I've never actually, like, had a real job. Um, yeah, that's uh, – yeah. real job is arbitrary. Yeah, and so, like, I've never – you know, I, I did personal training, and um, uh, as soon as I got out of high school, because my dad owned a business, and, uh, you know, like, I, I really I, – I enjoyed it. Um, but it wasn't my passion. It wasn't what I loved to do, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, and I, and see, like, I enjoyed a lot of the people I dealt with, but then there were just some that were just draining, you know? Very draining, dude. The negativity, and, they don't follow through. Yeah. They blame you if they don't get results. Yeah. And, and it's that's, just like, man. It's hard. And like, in jujitsu, I can just beat those people down, you know? <laughs> and they, and, you know, and they have to be good with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but like. You know, like, yeah, this is helping you, you know, but yeah, uh, like as a white, but your job is just right. <laughs> but it, it's like, um, you know, I did that till I opened my school when okay. I opened my school. Um, I think I was 21 when I opened my school and, um, you know, I still did personal training and that made it really hard to train cause I was just doing too much. Yeah. And then slowly I've gotten away from personal training and now, um, I probably do like, uh, six or seven hours a week of personal training. It's just really, and it's like, and it's all really easy. It's people I've trained for a long time. I don't really do any new clients or anything. Yeah. That's really nice. Training can be very draining. It can. Any, any individual, like, you know, one-on-one can be Yeah. Draining. I mean, that direct, you know, trade of time and money can be very draining. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. just the demands. I think with the, you know, like, you know, I always just notice there are just certain points, you know, like when I get, to um because we are you familiar with like uh 20 minutes to fitness no okay so it's just like it's a it's a high intensive training protocol and it's so there's really um short high intensity workouts um only strength training okay and um so that's what we do so we do 15 minute workouts so what happens in those is like you are seeing 20 something people in just you know in five or six hours and so it is really draining to see that many people and have an individual conversation that's a lot yeah and uh yeah i just noticed that like it was so draining for me and now like you know i see that many people in an hour but it's at a jujitsu class you know so it's like it's much um it's just much easier on me mentally yeah to teach jujitsu like that. oh yeah and if, if that's you know more your passion yeah for sure yeah Oh man, I'm surprised to hear you say that you drink coffee before you drink water in the morning. Oh, you're a personal trainer. I love it. I love it. That is just my uh, gotta hydrate your organs, bro. That's my you know, coffee is uh, the lifeblood that fuels champions. You know, unicorn's blood. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, (laughs) you know, and um, you know, I can't say that I don't drink any water before because there a lot. I do like a gallon of water a day. Yeah. And so I'm sure that there are days that I do drink it, but. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah. just giving you a hard time. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not, uh, but yeah, I, I would say most days I am coffee first. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, and I noticed you distinguished the, the, the pour over coffee. I love pour over. Have you ever tried pour over coffee? Um, no, I haven't, to be honest with you. Um, I do a French press. Yeah, see, like, I always tell people, like, jujitsu will change their lives. <laughs> Jujitsu's fine, man. Pour over coffee will change your life. My wife always did a French press. Yeah. And then she also always had a Keurig, okay? I so, had a Keurig at first. I got rid of that. So those were her two things. So when we got married, she's like, yeah, I'm going to bring, you know, these two things into our lives. And I was like, <laughs> you can try, but it's not going to – I promise you are not going to use them. We threw away the Keurig after a month. And we have never used the French press. What? That, dude, the pour over, there is just something different about like the open air of the pour over that keeps it from burning. It mm. is uh, just the smooth. Do you drink your coffee? How do you drink your coffee? Um, yeah, I drink I'm just black. Okay. So yeah, if you drink coffee black, I, I feel like if you put more stuff into it, it doesn't, it's not as big of a difference. But if you drink coffee black, yeah, it makes such a big difference. Although, no, I lie because I guess it's not technically black because like I'll add like collagen. It's not flavor okay, yeah, though. Yeah. And then um, often it does have some flavor to it. I'll add um, some lion's mane mushroom. Yeah, just the powder because like it's it's so good for your brain. Do you notice? Do you notice a difference with that? Yeah, it keeps me sharp. Really? Oh, absolutely. I've I've looked into that. I I actually know a guy that grows it. And oh yeah, you know, yeah. I've just uh, the science is there, man. It def yeah. it definitely aids in the brain one hundred percent. So I do a lot of different things to try to help with just like you know just mental cognition and yeah so my daughter uh she was diagnosed real young like on the autism spectrum so that kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of like studying and like mm -hmm. how to improve the brain function yeah man. and uh lion's mane has a lot of research to prove that really yeah okay yeah i i i, I should i know I've, i i want to try it the thing about me is once i try it i'm gonna do it yeah like, forever it's legit yeah yeah and so that's yeah. I'll definitely try. That I'll thing. definitely do it. Yeah, I um I order it from this company out in California called Organic Mushrooms. So, it's one of those things like I, with with anything, especially supplementation wise, like you have to be careful of sourcing. Like yeah, it's the utmost important. So, these there it's this is um like it's not overseas. Like it's it's here in the U.S. Like in California, and it's all organic, and it's like they're in Carlsbad. So it's like it's a really good like uh, I think they operate in a GMP facility. I do believe oh, so. That's cool. It's just all good sourcing. And um, I get it from, like, uh, Swanson Vitamins is where I order it from. It's, like, I don't know, like, 38 bucks for, like, this little um, container that I get, and it lasts for a couple months. I oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. I always thought it was going to be more expensive. It's not crazy expensive. It just comes in a powder. I like to mix it even in, like, my ground beef or something. And cook really? It. Yeah, just try to find different ways to incorporate it, man. Yeah, I love uh, brain food. love mushroom powder. I have a ton of oyster mushrooms that are dried at my house, and I yeah. powder them and you can mix that in anything. Man. Yeah, you really can, dude. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Sometimes I get real basic with it, though. And um, so I um, I do a lot of work with this company, um, Jumbo Superfoods. They're yeah. a sponsor of the show, and I put in their CBD stuff in my coffee, too. Oh, my gosh. You were, you were like <laughs> – Sometimes I get a little crazy with it. Yeah, man. You wake up, you drink your water, and then have your coffee. You were the healthiest guy, It's just man. like brain food. Well, <laughs> CBD is good for your brain, too, and it tastes like I, cinnamon. I do CBD. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do um, – uh, Crap, I don't remember what the the company that I go through with must not be working very well. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just whoever my I want to say it's Now Products. I want to say that's what we get most of our stuff through, and they we've uh, always from Now, yeah, yeah, and uh, we've always gone through them for most of our supplements from the gym. Yeah, I get um, I use their spirulina and chlorella. Uh huh. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
it's organic it's broken cell yeah so wall yeah i don't know I'm, i digress i'll geek out on this kind of stuff dude i, I don't know i just love like nutrition i, and I do that. too man it's really interesting i just hate um you know like i hate when i get into it because i'm like well i need to take everything you know, yeah. And like, I think sometimes it's just better to be like, okay, I try to know, keep it simple. Yeah. Do what, yeah. Do what you can. You know, yeah. I think that's like, you know, cause I, I listened to, um, I, I like to listen to like Timothy Ferris, like his podcast. Oh yeah. And he, every single time he's talking, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I've been doing this. You should try this. I'm like, man. I should try that, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you could try it all. Yeah, but what he doesn't tell you is that he only tries it for like a couple weeks. Yeah, and, it, and he does. It yeah. doesn't always stick. And then every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, this is one that I've done for a few months. I'm like, oh, man, it must be great. I'll do that too. Yeah. yeah. Are you meditating? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I must. I need to start meditating now. Uh-huh. Dude, yeah, that's... Jiu-Jitsu is meditation for me, though. I totally get that. Yeah. You know, um, people call it like like your flow, like your flow state and oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, like that's that's totally i think any art can be like that mm-hmm. you know oh anything um, yeah you know i think that's like that's a really cool thing about jujitsu is it, it's art you know what i mean like oh, yeah. it's something yeah it does have you know um maybe certain like things that are shown to you but you have to make them your own yeah you know? that's like my favorite part is like you know uh any any hobby that i have is something that is like art based oh yeah, yeah yeah you know it's art but then it's also it's also like a language you know movement is a language for sure and for me you know it's something i've kind of like i've worked through this thought it's like for me movement was like actually probably the first language that i learned that um was like i don't know it just it just felt like second nature it was just like the most comfortable language for me i guess it's probably yeah. like because we all learned to like speak in whatever tongue or whatnot but then like movement was like that first language for me and then it, for me like the first movement language i really learned was wrestling uh-huh. so like everything that i do especially in like jujitsu or any movements i see i automatically like equate it to wrestling yep so like especially in the fitness community right somebody will take a movement and they'll put a title on it and then they'll market it and they'll sell it but it's just like to me like i'm like all right well that's just a hip heist Uh or like that's just like a kick out turnover like whatever it is but it's just it's just movement at the end of the day i do this i was watching this video on youtube today um uh there's this guy named Brad Leone. He has um, a cooking show. I love cooking, and uh, he's done, like he he's just really personable. So they they have him do different stuff. So they had him go try pottery, and I'm watching him do pottery. And he the guy kept saying, you know, lock your elbow like right by your like your hip, so to kind of. And I was like, oh yeah, you're just building the frame with your hip, Brad. Why don't you know that? You know <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and so uh, you know, like I think. You know, like being able to just understand your own body mechanics is so important. Oh, yeah. You so know? many people don't. That's true, man. That's like when you have a kid that's like 17 come into jujitsu, they're always, they're like, they're still in school. A lot of times they play sports. So they still do have that kind of like that ability to learn and um, they, they, they're aware of their own body. Yeah. Somebody who's in their 30s or 40s that hasn't done anything in the last 12 years, they, usually have lost their ability to learn so that's the first thing you have to do is like okay we got to remind you how to learn stuff again yeah and then you know you got to know your you know your left hand from your right hand without thinking about it yeah man you got to create those pathways again there's neural connections between your mind and your your muscles you do and people man that's just like that's once but that's why like you know, the first six months of people for people, there's not really a ton of progress. And then all of a sudden, anything you show them, they can do. 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, even though, you know, even though it's not perfect the way they do it, they can understand it. I can show a move. I don't have to explain it. I just, this is how the movement works. And, oh, okay, I can yeah, do that. Yeah, things just start clicking. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those, you know, the more you learn, the easier it is to learn. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. That's so true. That's um, something I learned. Like, I wasn't like a big book reader growing mm-hmm. up, um, but... I there's I had a job at one point I was like working third shift security and I was just reading a ton yeah and then ever since then man I just really enjoyed like learning and reading it's like it's so crazy but it's like the more you do it the better you get at it and uh, then you just learn to enjoy it I same thing happened to me I literally and I've always you know like doing jujitsu I've always learned more from jujitsu but like I just um uh a few years ago started started reading and like never had my dad would always you know he used to always tell me readers are leaders and that was something that he would always push i just never liked to read yeah and um you know like i want to say for me like when i was younger it was just because it was just uninteresting but then as i got older you know like i didn't have time but as i started reading i started you know learning a lot about automating things a lot about making myself have time and then i've actually had time to read and, yeah. and to do those things did that you read really the four-hour work week i love the four-hour <laughs> week. that was actually that was literally like the first that book it? that got me into reading okay. um, somebody had one of my students had said hey have you ever read this book it's like no and the guy said yeah he does jujitsu it's a really good book i'm like oh he does jujitsu i guess i'll read it <laughs> i read that and um i actually had a client come in like um this is a personal training client came in like a month ago and he goes, Josh, I read this book. Um, and it really reminds me of how you like, like do stuff. I go, Oh, what's the book? He goes, it's called the four hour work week. And I was like, yeah, I've read that a bunch, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's, there's a reason it reminds you of like, yeah, you know, how I've lived my life. Yeah. You know? Cause like it's helped you build it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's like, that's something actually I've, I've really based a lot of my business on is that, that book. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, man. I um, I I recently read it. Like, I listened to his podcast for a real long time, uh-huh. and then um, I finally actually got around to reading his book. And uh, man, yeah, there's a lot of really good tips in there, there on, on how to, you know, there build really your life. is. And it's it's a uh, honestly, the book is really offensive to a lot of people, though. Really, um, people, man, people that like um, um, that I that I talk to get really offended by like. If you don't work forty hours a week, yeah, dude, it is is completely counter like culture. Yeah, it it is. It's like it is it is morally wrong to not work forty hours a week in a lot of people's mind. And so if you start talking to them, and they will start, you know, like and you say, well, well, why? Well, because you have to, you know, like, but but why? It's such know? an arbitrary number, right? It is. It is. Yeah. And it's 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 really odd that it has to be, you know, a about you know half of your waking life or a third of your waking life if you take you know or including the weekends but yeah. usually the weekends you're sleeping the whole time if you you know if you work that and i don't like there are some people um like you know reference to my best friend again he literally is the only person that i know that loves to work like literally his you know in like you know i love to teach jujitsu but like when it comes to what i would consider like work not my favorite stuff in the world yeah and um he just is the type of person that loves to Mm -hmm. work you know and like yeah and some of it can be weird with that word work though right yes exactly what do you define as work yeah because some people i mean 
some people who just say like their job is to go teach jujitsu, they would consider that teaching part work. Yeah, and, and but, it's like, man, don't. that's so much fun. Like that's, exactly, yeah. and like when you're when you work for yourself and you're building your own business, like you actually end up probably working far more than forty hours a week. You you really do. Yeah. Um, especially combined. Yeah, especially when you're thinking about like how much you have to think about things. Yeah. You know, um, that like a lot went in uh, to uh, for me to make the decision to open a school in Jerseyville. You know, it's a really intimidating thought process for me because I was like, well, from one to two, man, that's yeah. the biggest step for and a business. I'm not going to be there. You know, that's like, yeah, trust people. Yeah. And that's like, and that's, and I really did try to focus on, you know, taking my, my gym and saying like, uh, you know, I actually have different people teaching classes and me not be there. And that's really important for them to feel comfortable teaching the class. If I'm there looking over like, hey, you're going to teach the class, but I'm going to be watching you and critiquing what you do. Yeah. You know, like me saying, look, I trust you enough to do this. That was really, really, um, that was really important for that first step to Jersey Bill. I had a guy that's been with me since the beginning. He's always been my right-hand guy. And he was he was teaching my Tuesday and Friday beginners class. And he just, you know, has always done a good job and he's always wanted to open his own gym. And so what kind of happened was I said, okay, look, Logan, you can, um, you have my blessing. You can go open your own gym. He always, he lives in Jerseyville. That was kind of the, the reason that he wanted to do it. Go, you can do that. Or I can open a gym and you can run it. You know, you would still, you know, and cause I know that's like with jujitsu, it's such like a, a camaraderie thing. That like going and opening your own school not only is scary because you're taking a financial risk, it's scary because you're like, but I'm leaving all my friends, you know? And, oh, yeah. And so like, you know, you don't have to do that because you will still be our team. It just be extension of our team. Yeah, man, just create an affiliate yeah. system. And so that was, uh, you know, like we we took the risk and we did it. And obviously, you know, like we're only two weeks in, so we don't know how you know, how things will go, yeah. but I, you know, I really am confident in, uh, you know, j mainly just like having the right person there. You know, yeah. I think that's huge. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, when you're running a business, like as a business owner, yeah, the people or just anywhere in your life, right? The people that, you know, you kind of allow to be around you will dictate your whole kind of everything, really, that, your that, whole well-being, like the success, everything, like it, it, the yeah. energy. Is that's important. what, like, that's like leadership really is saying like, okay, you know, I trust you to do something. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing that you're putting your trust in the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Have you um read that? Uh, you Are you familiar with Jocko Willink? Yeah. Have you read his new book, I, uh, Dichotomy of Leadership? I have not. It's a really good one. Is it? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm listening to it on Audible. I, I, I like, I like Audible, uh, like audiobooks more because I'm in the car a lot, I feel like. Yeah. And um, it's just easier for me to... Uh, you know, like, it's probably wrong to read in the car, so you know, <laughs> it's much easier for me to just listen. Yeah, it definitely. Do you listen to podcasts as well? Yes. What are some of your favorites? Um, uh, The Tim Ferriss Show is one of my favorites. Yeah. I really do enjoy that. I really actually like the, the podcast Stuff You Should Know. Do you know that? No. So Stuff You Should Know, um, it's a really big podcast, but they started like 10 or 11 years ago there in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And they um, uh, they work for HowStuffWorks.com. Okay. And it is literally like they will just dissect articles, and they 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 have a really good back and forth. Um, they're both pretty funny, and they and it will just be how beekeeping works. And oh wow! It's a really and it's just like um, that's more of like of a time wasting podcast. You know what I mean sometimes you need those like uh, 
sometimes you get so focused on business and every podcast about leadership and business and stuff and you just get so hyper focused on stuff you need stuff that relaxes you too yeah you know 100 percent. they say it's better to read fiction before bed yeah i've, I've heard people say that too yeah you know? and so i usually don't read before bed that's not you know because usually i get done i get home from the gym at about uh like seven thirty or eight and then you know i eat and i want to go to bed you know yeah i'm not i don't i don't stay up very late at all yeah are you early riser? I'm pretty early riser. Yeah. Time wake up. Um, it depends. So today it was 4:45. Okay. I, my first client was at 5:45. It's one of the few mornings that I work, uh, like personal training wise. But uh, still, it's you know in the like six ish. You know, like um, my wife wakes up pretty early too, and that wakes me up. And we both just go to bed early. So yeah, you know, it's not hard to wake up early when you. No, not at all. I mean, it's that simple, actually. If you want to wake up earlier, go to bed earlier. It is. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is, dude. Um, well, dude, we're right at an hour, I think, close to it. Um, dude, that's it's been a fantastic conversation. Yeah, for sure. Um, for I sure. really appreciate you taking this time. Yeah. Um, I want to turn the floor over to you, though, because obviously you're doing a lot of cool things. And um, if there's anything like you want to plug, sponsors, how can people get a hold of you if they do want to follow you or whatever the case may be? Um, if you want to kind of follow me and my journey, I would say just follow me on Instagram. Uh, the Josh McKinney is my uh, Instagram handle. Um, I post, you know, a lot of silly, fun, usually jujitsu related things on there. Um, and uh, if you want to come train, come train at my gym, Headnot HQ or Headnot Training Center, Jerseyville. You know, uh, either one, you know, I try to have a presence at. Obviously, my headquarters is where I'm generally at, but I try to always show up for, uh, you know, Headnot Training Center. And then, um, just always try to thank my sponsors, Leo Optics Sunglasses, um, and uh, you know, Fuji BJJ. You know, the two guys have uh, always really been with me, always really helped me out. Yeah. Yeah. I can dig it. And you guys always have a really cool open mat, right, on Sundays, right? Every Sunday we do a 1030 open mat, and we'll usually have three or four gyms, like, represented from all around. We've had, I want to say, like, 14 different gyms represented one time at our open oh, wow. mat. Yeah, and it, it's like, I always feel like people say like, oh yeah, you know, we have open mat and it's not really open to, to people. And, yeah. and even maybe if it is, you know, you're maybe treated a little bit differently so at it and stuff. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, I have, you know, I have students that will be like, oh man, you know, I really like that John guy, you know, where does he train at? And I'm like, he trains here, man. Like, you know, cause it's just like that, that open mat is just so diverse and you meet, you're so used to everybody you roll with, like doesn't train with us. Yeah. And so, uh, it's, it's really, you know, like that was something I was really big for me for, uh, jujitsu was just like, I, I really just, I love training with different people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, I think it's really helpful for me and my guys. And so always try to get people to come in and, yeah. you know, to, uh, to do open mat. You know? Yeah, I mean, I can dig that for sure. I think that's really what it's about, man. I think that um, it's about just growing the community. You yeah. Know what I mean, I feel like there's a very like old school way of thinking of jujitsu where it's almost like this gang mentality, like gang mentality. It's like yeah. gym versus gym. And it's like, I'm not really about that. It's like, yeah, we compete against each other and stuff like that at like local tournaments. But at the end of the day, it's just about like growing the jujitsu community as a whole. It is. And like you have people compete against each other. Like, I mean, that, that Fuji tournament that there was a few months back, you know, I'm coaching against my coach, Kyle, and I'm coaching against, like, uh, you know, Ezra, who I'm friends with, yeah. or, you know, like, and so you, you have that, and, like, um, you know, I, I don't think it has to be, like, a, you know, us-against-you thing in jujitsu. mainly, especially, like, in the area, people, like, 
you know, act like it's a, it's a business thing. Like, oh man, well, we can't associate with other people because of, you know, because it would hurt our business or something like that. Like, dude, you know, in the area, there's a million people and there's like 10 jujitsu gyms. Yeah. I mean, plenty for everybody. Yeah. And like, you're, you know, if, if you really, you know, if, you know, like if you need that, you know, if like, you're like, no gym can be, you know, 45 minutes away from me, you know, or something like that. Like, man, you're, you're in a lot of trouble if that's what you need, like to, yeah, you know, you really to, to have success. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, because there's a, the community is just better off if the more people that's in it. It is, and it like that produces. I feel like that makes your guys better. Like I feel. Oh like yeah. I notice with my guys, like, um, you know, all the everybody knows the same game, and they're all learning from. You know, I do have different instructors, but you know, most of them are learning directly from me. And, uh, you know, I try to give always the best answer. I always try to be helpful, but it's always my perspective and my answer. Right. So they're going to just run into like really similar. They're going to have the same game as me. Maybe not exactly, but they're going to do a lot of the same things. And so, um, I always notice like when my guys go over to my coach Kyle's gym, I always pass the guard standing. That's, that's just like how I pass. Uh, I just feel like I can pressure better that way. My coach Kyle passes off his knees. And he used a lot of pressure passing. Mm-hmm. And my guys, I can always tell her just like, especially the first couple times going over, like so shocked by that. Like, wait, nobody's standing up. All my guards require somebody to be standing up. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, like it's so much better for them to experience that in a gym than pay a bunch of money to go compete and then realize, oh, hey, you know, I've only gotten one perspective. I'm I'm missing this. Yeah, know? and it, then it'd be like a single elimination tournament. Exactly. Like, oh, then you're done. So, yeah. Oh wow, I just pay like eighty bucks. For it. <laughs> it, dude, I've I've flown to California to lose in the first round. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, That's a common story. Yeah, and it's like that that sucks. Like I didn't, you know, I just <laughs> didn't. I I wish I would have done something different, but I don't know what I should have done different. Yeah, you know? yeah. I can dig it, man. Well, dude, you're doing a good job at it, so keep keep doing your part, man. All right, man. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Till next time. Ooh, hey, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you're getting value out of the podcast, please, again, like and share it. Tell a friend. Also, um, leave a rating, leave a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. And as always, if you haven't, check out my buddy's Justin Bricker's podcast, The Why Not Podcast. It's available on all platforms as well. All right, everybody. Until next time. Mwah.